Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We, 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 we are ready to face the storm. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Inspired Way podcast. I am your host, Tim Douglas, and I am excited for today's episode with Aaron Dana. If you are a part of my community or a part of the 3 of 7 community, you are familiar with Aaron Dana. And uh, but if you're not, uh, man, you'll you'll find out very quickly that he is an extremely uh, cool dude. Uh, he is a man of God, a man of faith. He is a devoted husband and a father of three. He's a trail runner. He's a hundred mile club. Uh, he's in the hundred mile club. In other words, he's completed over a hundred miles in one at one time in a race. And uh, he's also an owner of his own business, which is cool. He's an entrepreneur, so he knows what it takes to uh, do business and to continue to persevere through tough times as a business owner does. He owns the element of pride or element of pride there in Rochester, Rochester, New York, where he's from, which is a home improvement business. Uh, so we get into a little bit of uh, that. Uh, you know, Actually, we don't talk too much about that, but we just talk about his life in general. So this episode is uh, really cool. I really wanted to dive into Aaron's life and more about who Aaron is because uh, I went, uh, let me give you a little back history first. Uh, Aaron and I initially met online through Instagram last year, started following each other, probably because of the three of seven community. And we just, uh, you know, everybody just, you know, there's just this cross, uh, you know, I don't want to say breeding, but <laughs> cross contamination, maybe, you know, in a good way, right? We just uh, cross pollinate. There we go. Uh, finally found the right word. Uh, you know, just pollination across different communities and really gotten to know Aaron over the course of last year. We're on a few calls together. Uh, as Jeff and I started to launch the Mighty Warrior Council, he attended uh, the first several meetings that we had, which was amazing. He was a great addition to it. Um, and so uh, since that time, we've just stayed connected. And when... Um, as a matter of fact, uh, we talk a little bit on the, on the podcast, but I'll just uh, uh, post, you know, say a little bit here is like, I we got to meet him in person uh, finally. So Jeff and I agreed to or wanted to. Um, we said we're going to. There's no agreement. We're just like, hey, we're going to be here and we're gonna we're gonna crew you guys. And we, there's a, a group of guys that were going to show up at the Midstate Mile. Uh, they did not have a crew per se, and so we were going to. Um, crew them. We wanted to serve them. And so that's what we did. So it was a just cool, man, just seeing everybody uh, there together. Uh, for the first time, a lot of these people we met for the very first time in person, uh, but we felt like we've known each other and friends for a while, but then the bond just gets deeper. And I won't share too much more on that. We talk about that in the, in the episode coming up. Uh, but it's just it's just amazing community. It really is. And I was just honored to meet him and spend some time with him. But as I watched him compete and as I crewed him throughout 
the the hours and hours that he competed. I learned some things about him that I'm like, I want to have him on the podcast. He did finish third in the Mid-State Mile, uh, came you know third only to Luke. Uh, gosh, his name's draw, uh, drawn a blank, his last name. Luke and Chad Wright, who won it. And so Luke came in second. Uh, but, you know, seeing Aaron fight, seeing Aaron, you know, really push through some things, told me some things about him that he's gone through some stuff. And I wanted to hear his story and I wanted him to share his story, not the Mid-State Mile story, but his story. We talk a little bit about the Mid-State Mile, but we really dig into his story. So I hope you really enjoy this. But before we dive in, I want to say thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for Naked Warrior Recovery for just supplying amazing products for us to recover in our lives, recover from the storms of life, whether it's physical storms that we're putting ourselves through, we're doing difficult challenges, and so we need that recovery. Or maybe it's just... uh, you know, we've had a tough day, uh, a, a stress-filled day or whatever, and the CBD gummies or the, the energy drink really kind of smooth things out. So maybe it's you getting ready for your day and you know it's going to be a tough day and you're taking your super greens. I hope you are. The super greens are amazing, amazing. All of it's clean products, super clean products, so you ain't got nothing to worry about. Also risk-free, don't like anything. Just email or email them, and they'll send it. You can send it back to them, uh, risk free, no questions asked. Also, free shipping. Everything's made in the USA, and the best part about it, we are supporting our good friend Will Brenham, who is the founder. He was a 26-year Navy SEAL vet. So. Uh, man spent 26 years with the teams, but more importantly, just wanted to honor a veteran. Uh, and I'm ha- happy to have him a part of this this community. So thank you so much, Will. You can find uh, the link in the show notes below, or you can find it in my bio on uh, Instagram at Tim Douglas Inspires. So also just wanted to say thank you to Amy Tucker over at Salty Bridges. Salty Bridges is uh, an amazing anti-chafing, anti-blistering product. <laughs> it got well used, well used at the Mid-State Mile. I actually came home and was shoveling 10 cubic yards the next weekend, 10 cubic yards of mulch, which is no joke. took me eight hours uh, to to, you know to disseminate it all or to, I, I is that the right word? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter <laughs> to, to get it, you know, shovel it up into my, uh, my little cart and cart it over to where I was going to dump it and dump it. it. Took me eight hours. So I knew this was an endurance uh, type event and I knew that I needed to have salty britches. So you betcha, I did not go without salty britches. I put it on my feet. I put it on my, you know, just around my arms Anywhere that might rub or chafe for that long period of time, I actually put it on my hands too, knowing that I was using gloves, didn't want blisters and things to, and it worked like a charm. So get yourself some salty britches. It's used for so many things, uh, including um, endurance type events, but also just things around the house. Um, It's great for pets as well. So get your product today. This stuff's amazing. Um, It's 12 bucks for a tube you know, and you get 20% off. So just like, um, uh, mighty warrior, there is a code Buffalo 20 for mighty warrior. There's a code for, uh, salty bridges, which is inspire 20 as well. Both products, you get 20% off when you use those codes. You can also find that code or that link down below or in my bio on LinkedIn or excuse me, LinkedIn, listen to me, Instagram. So, uh, so last but not least, and then we can dive in here cause I'm at seven minutes on this intro. This is crazy. I just wanted 
to say thank you and a shout out to my executive producer, Don Gadson. I haven't really mentioned him on this episode, on the, on these episodes very much at all, but you know, really he sponsors this show as well. He doesn't uh, really, he, he provides the service for me to, to edit these, uh, you know, this intro to edit the, he doesn't edit a whole lot to clean some things up, but we leave them raw, uh, the actual episode, but he maybe takes out some background noises or some things just so it's better listening for you guys. He does an amazing job. If you're looking to do a podcast, if you're looking for someone to help mix uh, video or um, audio, he does that. He does audio books. Um, he is an amazing, amazing dude. He's one of my accountability brothers. And so... I just wanted to say thank you, Don, uh, for what you do for this show, The Inspired Way. So, But without further ado, let's jump in and let's hear this conversation with Aaron Dana. All right, man. I am so, I'm excited for this. I have been looking forward to Aaron having you on, man. Uh, mainly because we've been following each other for quite a while uh, on Instagram and then uh, really just appreciate who you are as an individual. But then, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little later, but the mid-state really, I think just for me uh, with a lot of other relationships, but with you, it just really solidified some things uh, for me and you and our relationship. And I'm like, especially after what you went through on the mid-state, I wanted to have you on to share share a little bit of that story, but to hear more about your story and who you are, because to me, that was a beautiful representation of you battling through some things. And you can't battle through something like that if you haven't gone through things in your life. And so I knew like, you've got, you've got a story to share. And I was like, man, above and beyond the mid-state, which again, we'll get into, but above and beyond that, it's like, he's got something inside of him. And I wanted to, I wanted you to have the opportunity to come on here and share it. So thanks for coming on, man. Cool, man. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. And like you said, uh, we had a connection via Instagram and I think we did some calls together, right? Through the Mighty Warrior Council. And I've listened to your podcast. So, you know, I get a feel for who you are and what you're about. And obviously you're the type of guy that I want to be around, you know, even if it's virtually, but when we, when we met, you know, it was just like, we just clicked. It's like, we've been friends for years. You know, we speak, we speak the same language. We have the same convictions. We're working towards Mm -hmm. similar things in our lives to be, you know, better men and better husbands and better fathers. So yeah, this is a really cool experience. And I, you know, I don't get to have this opportunity very much, so I'm honored to be a part of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, it's, it's an honor to have you in my life. And I don't say that flippantly or lightly. I say that really genuinely because um, a few years back, I I just sensed this season, a new season of life coming. And I started praying for men uh, in my life that were living and operating at a higher temperature level. I had uh, I really believe that most people live and operate at a at a very low temperature. Um, at, at best, giving them some credit, maybe fifty degrees, but really, it's probably closer to the thirty degrees, right? Pretty chilly lives. Um, yeah. Just kind of, you know, just kind of going through autopilot, going through life. And here I was not liking where I was at um, and not liking who I was. And I wanted to change that. And so I started, you know, like, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? And I started doing the work and deep work, you know, like, like crap, I don't, that's not a good quality to have, you know, the the things that I was noticing about myself or things that others were pointing out that I was like now 
really accepting the responsibility of. And so um, doing that work, I really started to feel my temperature level go up. And when I did that, uh, I related to like standing around a campfire and how, you know, when you're standing around a campfire and we're having a conversation, if I get too close to the fire and I don't want to be close to the fire, that heat starts to get a little too hot for me. And so I start you know, like, ah, you know, and I start brushing it off and I, I, I push away from the fire. But then there's others at the same campfire and they're hovering over the top of it and it's hot. They're rubbing themselves. It's, it's you know, but they want to stay closer to the heat because they want yeah. the heat. And that's just where I found myself in life was like, I want to be around people who are living and operating at a higher temperature level than me. And so I just started praying like, God, I need other men in my life that live and operate at a higher temperature level. And it's so interesting. The people that have came in, come into my life over the course of 2019, 2020, specifically 2020, um, because then that's when really we met, uh, met Chad, met Jeff and Blake and, and a bunch of others, you know. So, uh, man, it's just uh, been a, a pleasure to even virtually, as you said, to have great men in my life now to where now we show up at events that we're all like a part of or go to and see each other in person. So that Friday when we met in person was pretty special. So, yeah, it was. And it's it's kind of funny how so many of us can be on a similar journey at the same time. It's like God put that hunger in you. Yeah. He put that hunger in me. And a lot of those other guys you're talking about, they're all hungering for more. And it's yeah. just, it's like, it's like gravity. Like we, we got pulled in together, not by random, yeah. but because we were all hungry for the same thing. And Seeking God, it. God brought us together. I mean, I know it was probably through like the three of seven podcast and, you know, I started following Jeff and, you know, Jeff and you were connecting. So it's it's just kind of cool how as many negative sides to technology and social media there are, how good it can be. And, yeah. you know, my wife doesn't use it in the same way. So she just sees it as I just, she just goes on there for entertainment or to keep up with friends, but she sees yeah. it in my life. Like, wow, you're really utilizing this to make really strong connections with people. And she saw that when we met, you know, when we connected at the mid state and my wife was there and met all of you guys mm. that I've known online. And she's like, man, like you guys became family yeah. and saw the type of men that you were. And she's like, I get it. I get why like this is real. This, mm. is, this is real to you and for you. And yeah. she, she appreciates it, you know? And I think what this past week or the, whatever it was a couple weekends ago at mid state, what it really reminded me was the, the power of this this brotherhood that we're a part of. And, you know, maybe for the people listening, you know, maybe they're not in your, your close circle of brotherhood, but your brotherhood or sisterhood matters. And even if you don't have it closely around you, God can still use social media. There are people out there that will connect with you because they're, they're on the same journey and they want to be around like-minded people. And yeah, it just, I felt like our, our connection and our, our bond just, it, it could not get any stronger. You know, I mean, sure. Sure it could, but sure. it just got like the foundation was like we had a foundation, yeah. but like we started building walls. We started building oh, yeah. because of what we experienced together, you know. And so it's just such a cool experience. And I know maybe not everybody knows what we're talking about, but the Midstate Mile is a race that I was running in in Tennessee. But Tim came out, um, Jeff Forrester came out, and a number of other brothers that we know were all coming to this race to run it. But Tim and Jeff were crewing, so they got they purposely came and 
and committed to serve me and a few other men, which was just awesome, man. I mean, the fact that you would give up your Father's Day weekend to come and serve, you know, was just, and then the way you served, like you were all in, like, and, and I ran for almost 29 hours. So you were, <laughs> you were there the whole time yeah. and checking in on me the whole time and engaged the whole time. And it was just, I mean, who can say that they're depending on a stranger that they've never met in person? Like that was a big risk. You yeah, know? sure. Yeah. You've yeah. never crewed, you've never crewed me. <laughs> you've, and I was, but I had trust in you guys because I knew the character and I knew mm. what I was going to require of you guys was going to be pretty simple. It's pretty simple tasks, yeah, yeah. but you had the right heart. You had the right motivation and it really shined through. So thank you so much for just being willing to be out there and be a part of it. And I know, you know, I was blessed because of it, but I'm, I know hearing from like my wife and others that you guys were also blessed to be part of it yeah. as well, which is really cool how everyone benefits those, yeah. those serving, those being served and just how, how powerful of a weekend it was. Yeah. You know, it's, um, and I was trying to remember the phrase, um, uh, connection is built or something along those lines. Connection is really built by those that you serve with. You yeah. Know? And it's like, when you serve alongside of someone, you really, there's this bond that's being built and, and, and grown in that process. And, you know, we, we went through some, some adversity on, uh, you know, lightly from our perspective, but, you know, I would say as a crew person or a crew member, like, so for the listeners, the crew members, basically as the runner was out, we just made sure that everything was in line, ready to go. So that when Aaron or the other guys who were running come back in, that everything was there ready to go. We weren't, there's no missed time, no, you know, lag or no inefficiency really. And that was my thought is like, how do we become more efficient? So it's like, I noticed you grabbing your bottle every time, opening it up and having to, and I'm like, why does he even have to do that? Like I should just be like here, you know, give it to you. So you don't even have to think about it. It's just always right there in your hand. And I will have to say that I was still in some tactics from three of seven crew. So watching them and how they were like on point with everything. And so I'm like, okay, so I've got to like, why does he even got to worry about it? Just sit in a chair and everything's done for you. Right. Yeah. So, um, now granted you, you drink your drink or whatever you need to do, but at least everything that you, that we know that you need is there ready in your hand uh, when it's time. And so yeah. that was kind of my thought and my mentality behind it is just to serve you and to help you um, get as far along as possible. And so yeah. especially once, once all the others had gone out because we were kind of sharing the role early on because we had Ben and Eric and Mike and uh, Jason there. And so Jason needed a lot at the beginning. I could tell he was hurting and, you know, others were asking, is this normal? I'm like, I don't know. I've never crewed him. I've never seen any of you guys run before. So it was a learning process for us all, but it was great. And so um, before we digress too far, um, I right. definitely want to learn more about you and the audience to learn more about you because this show, The Inspired Way, is about, uh, you know, facing the storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. And just for the listeners, if you're new, you're a fan of, of Aaron, I always want to call you Dana for some reason by your last name, but yeah, it might sound kind of weird calling you by Dana, but you know, it's a, wouldn't, um, wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first. But if you're a fan of Aaron and you're wondering like, what is the Inspired Way podcast? Uh, it's really a, a podcast that I started from the lessons that we can learn by watching a cow and a buffalo. And real quick, I'll just give you a quick snip, uh, snippet of the story. And it's like the cow will see a storm coming or sense a storm is coming and it'll try to 
to avoid the storm. So it'll run the opposite direction, trying to get away from the storm, trying to avoid it at all costs. However, the problem is, is they're not very fast. The storm's always catching them. And now they're running with the storm that they're trying to avoid, which increases the amount of time, stress, frustration, and pain that they have to deal with that storm. The buffalo, on the other hand, sees the exact same storm, faces the storm and runs into the storm. By doing so, the storm crosses over the top of them, decreasing the amount of time, stress, and frustration, and sometimes pain that they have to deal with that exact same storm. And so I say the storm is really anything in our lives that, we, that we're avoiding, that we just don't want to deal with. And we're being the coward in that situation, right? Um, a mentor of mine said, you know, I mentioned it earlier, the acceptance of responsibility. A mentor of mine always said, um, maturity does not come with age, does not come with rank, does not come with your position, does not come with anything other than the acceptance of responsibility. And so for me, I like to challenge people to accept the responsibility. I believe that we are, we have the ability to respond to a storm a certain way. And it is our responsibility to do so. So it's our responsibility to mature up in certain areas of our life, whether it's having a tough conversation with our wife, having a you know tough conversation with ourselves, right? Dealing with the, the work inside of us that we need to deal with, a coworker, or, you know, just maybe it is a physical storm that we're going through and we're, we're avoiding it by not eating the right things or whatever it may be. And so, um, Aaron, I wanted to give you the opportunity to just kind of dive into your world, man, and hear more about you and maybe some of the storms that you have faced, because and I would love to go back to the mid-state a little bit, because um, as I mentioned prior to hit and record is like, man, seeing you battle it out at the mid-state told me that you had some things to share, that there's their story behind that. You don't, you don't get that kind of toughness or mental toughness without having some sort of story. And so I wanted to give you the opportunity to, uh, to dive into that, man. I love that. I, I still just love that analogy of the Buffalo. It's like, you look at the cow and you're like, what a dummy, like <laughs> what a dummy, just face it. But We've all been that cow. We've all, we've been. all, we've all like totally. done something to numb ourselves to the fact that the storm yeah. is even coming. Like, yeah. Ah. So yeah, man. I mean, I definitely have been through some things, I guess in a nutshell, um, like brief, just overall life history. You know, I was raised, um, by my parents. They're still married by God's grace. Um, there have been some storms there throughout the years, but God is faithful. They raised me in, uh, the Christian church and I was actually like homeschooled for most of my life. So we had a pretty strong Christian support port growing up. A lot of my friends were homeschooled and I just had a lot of really good godly men and women influencing me. And, you know, I was raised in the church, but I did come to faith from a young age. Like God put faith in me and revealed himself to me and made his, his presence known. Like I knew he was real. I knew Jesus loved me. I knew, I knew the presence of the Holy Spirit, you know, when I was even like a young, just a young adult, 10, 12, 11, 12, 13, you know, I, I always felt like I was pretty sensitive to God's presence and, you know, right and wrong and all that kind of stuff. But as I, so I had a really good foundation. I had a lot of good people around me. Um, I'm the oldest of eight kids. Uh, I have six sisters and one brother. And so growing up was just, I mean, my youngest sister was born when I was 16 years old. So for wow. most of my life, there was kids being born and then yeah. babies running around. And, and so, how old is your brother to you? I'm just curious. He's like, he's like three years younger than me. Okay. So we have a 
we have a sister in between us. Okay. So boy, girl, boy, and then all girls. All girls. So I grew up, you know, being disappointed because I always wanted to have another brother. Yeah. One never came. Wow. Um, but anyways, so I had a good upbringing and... I mean, there was, there was minor storms when you're a kid, but as I matured into, you know, later, later teens, early twenties, you know, I just got distracted by just the ways of the world around me, you know, um, going into like, you know, 18, 19, 20, you know, hanging out with people that were drinking and just partying. And, you know, I never was really crazy, you know, in Mm -hmm. relative terms, you know, but I just, my heart drifted from God and I started to just play the role of a Christian, you know, it was like, I want to have a foot in the church mm-hmm. and I want to go to church on Sunday and um, put on a good face. But then I also want to do whatever I wanted to do the rest of the time. So although I had this faith, my faith was 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 dying, you know, like I wasn't living what I believed. I was being hypocritical. And so I would say my early 20s were probably some of the biggest storms of my life, self-inflicted, mm-hmm. sure, you know, yeah. because I was choosing to live my own way. Um, and I had a lot of rock bottom type moments, you know, maybe involving like breakups with girls. And there was just a lot of depression, you know, mm-hmm. that I was, I was battling through, um, you know, and I was drinking a fair amount and like that leads to depression as well. Yeah. And I had, I mean, I, I was making poor financial decisions. So I got super into credit card debt and like crazy. And that was a huge storm that I just wanted to ignore. I was just like, I don't even want to deal with that because it's so overwhelming. Mm. And so I would say trying to think of what, how old I was when I met my wife, you know, obviously before we were married. But that was probably the turning point of my life because Mm. I was just so broken. I felt so overwhelmed. I felt so um, just unlovable and unworthy. Mm. And when I met my wife, um, just we met online and we started talking, developing a friendship. I just felt unworthy because she she was so awesome. She was recently saved. And I just really felt unworthy. I didn't feel good enough to be, you know, Mm. loved by her. But God used this time in her life and my own life because I was wanting to reconnect God. I'm like, God, I need, I need you because I suck at running my own life. I really do. Like anytime mm. I think that I got this, I don't. And I screw it up. And I just felt like the weight of my debt, the weight of my sin was just, was just too much to bear. And it, mm. and it was, but I mean, I think the way that I faced that storm was turning to Christ and turning in, mm. in humbling myself and asking for help. And, you know, he brought my wife along and we developed a really strong, friendship and connection over our faith in God. And I mm. like lived out of, out of town. So we talked on the phone a lot and that was a really helpful season for us to both grow in our faith and have God reveal like his goodness to us. Um, so that's kind of like a nutshell of, you know, I probably had a good, you know, I was good until like I started driving. And then when I started driving, <laughs> I started right. like using my freedom yeah. for, for wrong, slowly, yeah. gradually sliding away more and more from God, but then God was just faithful to mm. bring me back and remind me that he loved me and that he was there the whole time. You know, sometimes he lets us go and make these mistakes, but he never, he never loses hold of us. Yeah. He just lets us learn these lessons the hard way so that we can see how empty our pursuits are. And that's mm. what I saw. I'm like, these pursuits are so empty. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years, my wife and I got married and, you know, when our first, our one year wedding anniversary, 
surgery. We had our son the day before. So mm-hmm. like right off the bat, we wanted to wait a few years, but no, here comes, here comes Benjamin, um, making his presence known, but yeah. like being early on, right? Like I'm, I'm working in the, what was I doing? I mean, I, I've always worked in the skilled trades. So I was working, um, working a job and my, my income was always, or work was always inconsistent over the winter. Sometimes it would just dry up a little bit. So early on in marriage, I have all this debt that my wife didn't even know about really until we got married. And, but she's awesome with finances. I mean, she wasn't at the time, but she started, she started helping me chip away. But I remember we had a really, really hard season where I have all this debt. I'm not making a whole lot of money. And then my work dried up in the winter for like a month or two. Mm -hmm. And we got super, super, super lean. And I had had these times before in the past where, you know, maybe I had a season where I wasn't making as much money. And then like, bam, my, you know, something would go wrong with my car. And then this other, I'd get a speeding ticket and all these expenses would pile up. And I would, I remember in the middle of my sin or selfishness season, I I was just so angry at God. Mm. Why don't you help me? Why? Like, Mm. why is all this stuff happening to me? And I was so mad at him. And fast forward to this next season of life, things are getting really lean. And like, we literally had to bring all the change that we had in our house to the bank to have some money to be able to buy food. But God was like, I want to reveal to you that I'm your provider. And Mm, I want to believe that. And he he told me, or I I realized like every time that things have been like that in the past, it was a test. Mm. God was testing me. Will you still believe me? Will you still trust in me that I'm provider, even though it doesn't look like it. And every test that I've had in the past, I failed. I doubted God. I questioned God. But this season, I told my wife, I'm like, I am not going to fail this test. Uh, We are going to trust that God is going to provide and that God is going to prove to us that he is our provider, that he will meet our needs. And it wasn't like, bam, overnight, all this money started flowing in. But God revealed to us that he was faithful. And I passed the test because I didn't doubt God. And that was that that whole process taught me so much about how God operates. Like we, we come into these storms, but they're just opportunities for us to see a new side of God that we haven't seen before. Like I, I didn't see God as provider before he was, but in my, I wasn't viewing him and trusting in my heart that he was provider. Right. Mm, So this was a lesson. So every, like that was just such a huge moment in my life where I was like, man, every storm or every trial that comes my way, God ordained it for a reason. Right. And that reason is he wants to reveal himself to me in a new way. And so, I mean, that's kind of like in a nutshell, some of the things that I've gone through, but God's just been so faithful to give me the insight as to why something like why he's bringing a trial my way. But the benefit, the other side of it has always been, he's revealed something new about himself to me, Yes, you know? And like my wife, when we were first dating, not to like go on this whole, you know, rant here, but (laughs) my wife had, she had battled psoriasis, like Mm. little, little bits of psoriasis throughout her life. When we first started dating, like it started flaring up super bad. And like, it was covering, 
covering 80% of her body, wow. like all over. And it was, I mean, it was uncomfortable. It was embarrassing. And at the time I, I told her, I was like, God, God wants to heal you of this. And I said, but he's using this to get your attention on him and not on your psoriasis. Mm. And what's going to happen is you're going to get so focused on God and believing who he is. You're not even going to realize yeah. that he healed you. Yeah. Right. And so this was like before we were married and, but this is not something that you, you pray for once and then you just right. don't yeah. think about it. She had to actively keep her eyes in her thoughts, meditating in his healing power and time, you know, day in and day out, day in and day out. But what was awesome is as she did that, we like later on, she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm healed. Like my psoriasis is gone. Mm, that's awesome. And she, it, it, cause it was so gradual and she didn't like necessarily change up her diet a ton. She wasn't doing any kind of taking any drugs, but it was just one of those moments in our, in our marriage and in our life where God revealed himself as healer and, and what kind of commitment it takes. It's not like you just pray it. Like he's takes you through a season of testing your faith, testing. Will you continue to believe even when it doesn't look like anything's happening? Yes. Just like God is provider. So, yeah. so I would say like what I've gone through has been experiencing the faithfulness of God in mm. so much, so many different ways, but it, he's put a spirit of like persistence in me. And I think it's probably what you saw at the mid-state mile. Yeah. yeah. But I was just thinking about that. I'm thinking that's exactly what I was seeing. <laughs> yeah. He he's put and he's helped forge a spirit of mm, persistence good. in me. And I don't, I, I see it as a gift too, yeah. because it's, I, I don't know if it comes more naturally to me, but it's also something I recognize that I can lend to other people. I've given that gift good. to other people it's when good. they don't have it themselves. Yeah. Like, Hey, you might not have hope for this situation, but I do. And I'm going to give you some of yes. my, you can start to drum it up yourself or like have God kind of stoke that fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, God has been, he's just always been faithful, even when I was unfaithful, even when I wasn't seeking him, but it's mm. amazing what he can do when he actually has your attention. And when you actually stay, keep your eyes focused on him and, and, and in a season of like testing, you know, you don't, you're not focusing on a hundred different things. Mm. You're focusing on God is my provider. God is my provider. God is my provider. And that's all he's really asking. It's almost like the mid-state mile. Just yeah. run the loop you're in, run yep. this loop you're in. You don't have to think about anything else right now. Just run this loop that you're in. Yeah. And I think that's why I can relate to that style of race so well is because when God has me in those seasons, I can get very like, almost like just singularly focused. Like hyper-focused. Yes. Hyper, hyper-focused, but it, like it, it produces results. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. So, totally. so Dude, yeah. there's so much there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, let me step in for a second, man. That was, there was so much there because I, I actually pulled up a couple of the verses that you were talking to talking about or kind of almost referencing, but uh, not referencing. Uh, one of them is is really the theme of our show here. And that is uh, James 1, 2 through 4, which is dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, any kind, right? It doesn't matter. It's like we could say, oh, well, this trouble here or that. No, any kind of trouble comes our way. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Um, and I love that because the, you know, the Bible also talks about the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so yeah. I know there was moments on the midstate mile where you talked about where you're just feeling heavy and it's like the joy, right. That was set before Christ that drew him, that gave him strength is the same. It gives us strength. It's the joy yep. of the Lord that gives us the strength. So 
I love that. It consider it an opportunity for great joy. You could say also great strength. Yeah. Right? And, and when you face any tri- uh, trial or any trouble, and it says, goes on in verse three, it says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. <laughs> I love that. It's like our endurance has a chance. So you say, I have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> so you say, I got a chance. Yes, you have a chance to grow when you know that your faith is being tested. And then it goes on verse four, it gets, just keeps getting better. It says, so, so let it grow. So let it grow. Yeah. It's like so many times, how many times do we fight against it? Letting our endurance grow through something. Right? Yeah. We demonize what we're going through. We demonize the storm. We demonize the, the situation or whatever, instead of counting it joy, accepting the strength that he's given us to allow us to push through and, and, and allowing our endurance a chance to grow. Let it grow for, for when your endurance is fully developed you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I love it. And it's like, wow. So, you know, on this side of heaven, we can be perfect. There's only been one perfect man that's ever walked the earth, right? But the the scripture here says that if we let it grow and when our our endurance is fully developed, we'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And it's something that just came to mind right now. When you were were telling the story last night on Jeff's uh, Instagram live, you had gotten to this place in your, this journey where you were, you were, you were fighting against it. Your faith was being, you and uh, Mark were building each other up, right? You guys were building each other up, strengthening each other, finding joy. You were preaching to yourself. You were just stirring up, right? The gifts that were within you. And then it says here, your endurance, you gave your endurance a chance to grow. You gave yourself a chance to grow. You got to a place to where you felt fully developed. You felt complete in the process. Yeah. And then you can walk away with it, not feeling empty. Right. You walked away with it, feeling full. And so I just, that just came to mind of that scripture playing itself out in the mid state for you. And so, but man, your story, I resonate with a hundred percent because as as you're saying this, I'm like, holy crap, this is like my story, you know, like almost verbatim, like just how I was raised, when I went astray, the kind of things that I got into or similar things that you got into. And then I met my wife. Yeah. Oh, and then I had debt coming into the marriage that my wife didn't know about. <laughs> it's like all these different things. And so, um, but it's so cool. But, you know, I want to focus or I want to hit the thing that you talked about on focus, um, which is um, Philippians 4, 7, uh, Philippians 4, 8, actually. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. These things which you have learned and received and heard from and saw in me, do uh, these do, and God will, uh, God of peace will be with you. And so I love that because my wife was in a situation as well, a physical situation, and she still is um, actually to some extent. Yeah. And there was a season of life where she, her mind was just focused on, it was just the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad, yeah. the bad. Yeah. And I'm like, look, it says here that these are the things that we are to meditate on. Yeah. And that's taking, that's challenging, right? So that right there reminds me of the scripture, taking every thought captive. Like whatever we're thinking on, we've got to be thinking about what we're thinking about. And does that meet the standard as Chad right. would say, right? What's our standard? Is that Does that line up with anything that's praiseworthy, anything that's just, anything that's worth, you know, so. Pure and just, and 
And that's how we have to set our mind. And, and in the midst of a storm, that is hard to do. And so I would like to know what things you do, because um, I love to empower people, or excuse me, in, inspire people. This is inspiring, but yet where's the empowerment, right? How do we empower others? And so like, what are the things that you do that help you? Because listen, when uh, when all hell breaks loose and you're in a, in a fight or something and you've got to, let's say you've got... Your you're out in public, or maybe it's even in your home. If you haven't been training on how to use your firearm or how to use a weapon or what you're going to do to get out of your home, if you haven't been practicing those things and training in those things, all that goes out the window. It's the path of least resistance. You're going to do what you just, you know, what comes to mind. And so in the midst of a storm, it's the same thing. Like, how do you focus? What do you do to help you focus on those things in the midst of the storm? Like what habits or what? Yeah. Like what are the practices, the practices? Practices, right? Because the practices lead to the habits. Yeah, so yeah. it's the daily practices that that one does that goes, okay, now I'm ready when the storm hits. Because when the storm hits, it's hard, hard to take those thoughts captive. Yeah. Hard to focus on what's just, what's pure, yeah. what's present. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would say, you know, our, my, my, my faith and my connection with God is something that is a huge source of help in those times. You know, it's, it's definitely an area that I, I want to be able to continually improve upon and, you know, make, make sure I'm giving him the time to put in. Cause it's like when you, you train, when you're not in the fight, right, right. Right. So, you know, we need to be putting in time for me. Like I need to be putting in time with God when I'm not, you know, going through a storm. Yeah. Your time so, to build your faith is not in the midst of the storm. Yeah. You're right. I mean, he will, he will use it, but usually it's, it's testing what he's already been putting in you. Yes. So, I mean, I, I would say it's kind of a mixture of scripture reading, you know, just practically scripture reading, um, listening to different podcasts of people that Mm -hmm. I, I respect, um, that feed my spirit, feed my soul and, and really remind me of the standard that I want to live. And it's, I've been thinking about this more and more lately just because of what I experienced with with you brothers at the race and really recognizing like this is this is a big part of helping me even though it might be virtual I feel a sense of accountability I feel a sense yes. of responsibility to hold the standard that I see all my brothers holding yeah. and having a hunger for that like you guys help you know fuel that hunger so I would say you know my time running you know I try to spend it um you know like we were seeing the similarities between, um, you know, this physical endurance that I was demonstrating, yeah. but yet how God is working spiritual endurance yeah. me and how that's like, we're holistic people. So mm-hmm. like God has blessed me with endurance and he's working in me endurance. And it's not just only physical or only spiritual. So when I run, I try to be mindful of like, what are the things that, you know, almost like a function check, yeah. like what are the things that I might be struggling with in my running and how is that related to the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, if I'm really not looking forward or I'm struggling with motivation for a workout, well, it's like, am I struggling with motivation for other things? Like am mm. I, a workout, it might be a hard workout, but am I also struggling to want to face some other hard things mm-hmm. in my life? 
things, you know? And like, sure. I mean, I'm not perfect. It's not like every day I'm like, bam, I'm in my Bible every day. I'm like having these edifying conversations with my wife or like every day isn't like home run, you know, but sometimes it's like, you just got to get those base hits every day. And just sometimes you strike out, but you're always (laughs) showing up to the plate. So I would say in 2020 having like, that was a year that I think God used in a lot of people's lives to maybe get you more focused on what's really important. And for me and my wife, it was our marriage, like making our marriage a priority because I have a business. We have three kids. She homeschools our kids. I run a lot. We have all these things going on, which leaves pretty much zero time for her and I. And 2020, we had a lot more time to connect with each other and talk with each other and dig into our marriage. And so I would say part of my staying focused and developing as a married man is like engaging with my wife in her journey of growth and our our journey together like she's a huge she's a huge part of my accountability Mm. and talk about facing storms i know you mentioned it but like learn like we developed the ability to talk about the things that we're struggling with with each other like anything really anything insecurities that you're feeling you know insecurities that i might feel because i feel like i blew it and then i'll have to tell her like, man, I feel like I blew it as a husband tonight, Mm -hmm. or I feel like I blew it as a dad. I just, I put my feet up and I ignored you and I'll feel convicted about it. And she'll, it'll just be a good process in how to work through those things because I can carry a lot. I can just deal with a lot. So my failures and my weaknesses, I would just carry it. I wouldn't really process it with other people. So I would say that's another, that's a huge, that's been really, really helpful for me to grow, to be able to dialogue with my wife and listen, you know, listen to her, let her say things that might be hard for her to say. I am able to say things, but we do it in love and we do it knowing that we need to process these things. These things can't stay in the dark. Mm -hmm. So that's been a huge, huge way that I've grown um, Mm -hmm. my, in my faith. And just as a man, just being able to be, just talk about things with my wife in a very, very meaningful way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how God, I mean, God wants that kind of relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've experienced his, his grace to do that because yeah. so many people don't say things out of fear. How will they respond if I say yeah. this, but God's helped us to like create an environment where we can feel free to say things that we, we just want to, even if it's just, I'm feeling like a failure. I'm feeling like yeah. I'm feeling shame, whatever it is and working through that because the longer that we stay in those feelings, you just, you just get more and more bogged down and yeah. you're, you're, you get cloudy and you're just like you lose your motivation to grow. So yeah. I think staying on top of things and not letting things uh, go dormant, you know, helps us to continue to grow. It's almost like you're constantly weeding your garden. Yeah. You know, you're not letting those weeds take yeah. root right. and start to rob your soul. So like constant, what are the things that today, what are the things today that I'm struggling with and being able to work through those things mm. with her? I mean, that's been, that's been huge. Yeah. Gosh, man. Uh powerful number one uh it is very powerful to be able to express and share those things with your spouse um there's so much that you said there obviously scripture podcasts you know i I lean on those things as well books um other teachings or whatnot but i would say uh the herd you know setting the people around me uh as you said you know just having other brothers that brotherhood of knowing like 
you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Stephen Mansfield, but he uh, he's a, a an author. He writes uh, generally uh, biographies about the presidents. Um, okay, he's done some stuff about for for manhood, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, I think I heard him on uh, uh, Ryan Mickler's Order of Man, and then he was on the uh, Art of Manliness as well. Um, Christian dude, uh, but he writes a, a book on uh, called the uh, uh, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. It's kind of a tongue in cheek type. Thing. It's kind of funny, but it's good. It's solid book, solid book. But uh, he talks about having this brotherhood and having where we can uh, clearly check one another. Like it's called the free fire zone. In other words, like in the teams, uh, Chad would be able to really relate to this in the teams or even on professional sports teams. Um, those guys, they they have the free uh, reign to check each other like, dude, come on, get it together. What's going on? Like there's something up or, you know, I could bump you and nudge you and go, hey, dude, I've never heard you speak to your wife like that before. Is everything OK? Right. And you're not going to get all butt hurt because I ask you that question. Right. Whereas most people would get all, butt, you know, no. Fun, you know, and they'd be all mad because you're actually calling them out on something. Right. I'm calling you out because I see better in you and I want you to be better because when you're better, the entire team is better, right? Our entire brotherhood just goes to another level because now right. we're all showing up at our at our on our A game. Not to say that we always, always got to be on because we know just as your point, base hit, sometimes there's strikeouts. And that's okay, and we're there for each other. But I think it's beautiful that you brought your wife into it because the brotherhood is very important. It's been critical for me, I think, in my growth over the last couple of years is finding that brotherhood and creating one. Um, But the other thing that I've been learning, and I'm glad you went there because I'm just going to tell on myself a little bit here, is 28 years in, and I'm now, you know, I'd say 27 years in, uh, I really accepted the responsibility of needing to needing to create a different environment which was last year um and my wife get into a place to where now she can actually share some of those insecurities and things and now we can have some conversations whereas the first 27 years of our marriage not so well you know i was a jerk and i would just you know judge or i'd criticize why she's thinking that way feeling that way like empathy, uh, you can ask Jeff and 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 Eric. We talked about this quite a bit last year. Is is empathy and learning just to be able to understand and and sit and listen. And this yeah. podcast has been a wonderful tool for me to be able to ask a question and shut up and listen and let the guest speak. Yeah. Right? And so um, it's been a really good tool to help me in my relationships with others, but also in my relationship with my wife and just to, to lean in on that. And to go, no, I want to be a better husband. I want to level up in that area. And so by doing so, I have to create that environment. As you mentioned, you know, you guys are creating that environment to do that. And congratulations on your anniversary of 10 years just past weekend. So that's awesome. 11, 11, 11 years. 11 years. 11 years. That's right. <laughs> so. Well, it's. Well, it's funny. I mean, I know you said, you know, 20, 26 years it took. And we're thinking back, like, why did it take us 10 years? (laughs) You know, but, you know, we're in the throes of kids and craziness. And I was, you know, starting a business and but but there's always going to be those things, you know, but thankfully, God was just showing us like our marriage has to be a priority. You know, he brought us together for a reason. And, you know, that I think I said it last night, maybe I said it earlier, but what's a profit of man? 
of he gains the whole world but loses his soul, soul or loses his family i mean yeah. how many stories have you heard of yeah. you know even pastors who's who have great ministries to people but then their their wives and their kids suffer and yeah, yeah. you know i i don't want i don't want that and mm. god would be like the you know this is your first flock to shepherd it doesn't matter mm, the kind of influence so they have outside of this yeah, home yeah. if those people are suffering then that's what you're, you're accountable for yeah yeah that's what you're like you're responsible for them yeah because you know your family is not impressed with you <laughs> you might get people in the world to be impressed with you <laughs> that they is only so get to, you know they only see your strengths they only yeah. see this this great side of you but it's like it's the private life it's how you are at home it's you know because honestly most of the the storms that i'm facing are the storms of being a husband yes. and a father yes because that's where i blow it the most yes you know 100%. i mean in the workplace i'm i'm growing i don't make mistakes that often and if i do whatever they're not sure but they're not like personal mistakes usually mm -hmm. but like the mistakes i make at home are like they cut to the soul of who i am because yeah. it, yeah. it's probably coming out of my my impatience yep and it's like i don't want my family to get what's left over mm. you know yeah. i don't want my family to get oh here's dad after he's spent all day mm -hmm. and we get what's left over like i really like part of why i got into running was because i wanted to be in better shape just to have more energy for my kids because mm -hmm. i do work a physical job and i would just be dead at the end yeah. of the day and then i would have no i would have i would just have very little to give my family yeah. and you know fitness helps me to have more energy but then also you know i mean sometimes i'll just not every day but i'll just come home from work and i'll just like sit in the driveway and I'll just pray for a few minutes because you gotta mm. like gotta shift gears. It's like okay, I want to be mm. all on for my family tonight. I want to be present with my yeah. family. I want to yeah. be engaged. I want to care what they care about. And that's I mean that was in doing that on a regular basis is hard because I mean it, it, at the end of the, some days you just want to relax. Some days you just you don't want to engage. You want to yeah. just be able to just relax. Yeah. And sure, there's time for that, but not not yeah. a regular basis. So I mean, those are the types of storms that I'm facing now. It's it's personal. It's it's yeah. facing facing the the real me and how much I suck. But <laughs> then being willing to face those weaknesses, like you know Jeff's book talks about unleashed yeah. potential, and that's been a, that's been really helpful for me to be like, okay, I need to have the courage just to look at my weaknesses and yeah. and and let my wife tell me how she feels when I do these things or don't do these things and being able to hear yeah, that. Yeah. And not get all that, butthurt when it uh, happens, you know, when someone says something, right. It's like, right. yeah, having, having the, and to me, this is what I, I'm so glad I read this book because that was one of the turning points for me. It was actually on the journey of this transition for me. And I just realized I jumped in on you, but uh, no, you're it was, good. It's, it's extreme ownership, right? That, that book by Jocko and uh, Leif Babin, it's, it's, it's extreme ownership. It's me taking ownership for those things. And dude, I'm so glad to hear that you're, those are some of your biggest storms. Those are mine, right? Those are some of my biggest storms too. It is how I show up for my wife, how I show up for my family. And, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, it's funny because I've gotten to the point now where my wife and I can have these conversations, almost these banters and it's be, and it's more, we, we realize that we're both being serious, but we're doing it more in a playful way versus attacking way. Right. Sure. So we're not attacking each other where we, it used to feel like it was always an attack. And, and now sometimes it still feels that way, right? There's things that I say, or my delivery, that's one thing that I've learned is like this 
storm that I'm facing is learning how to deliver truth and love because I'm a very, I'm a challenger, you yep. know, an eight, right? You, you, right. We, you and I had this conversation and, uh, and so I can be very, very uh, intimidating, try to control the situation, control the, the conversation. Um, on the strengths finder, number three is command. So I like to take command of the situation. And, and so, um, which is very intimidating for someone who's like her, you know, which is, I, I think, she, what's your number, your wife's number, by the way, because your wife's is very similar to mine. So a nine, a nine. Okay. Always what's like harmony and all this. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> non, non-confrontational. Non-confrontational. Exactly. <laughs> and so, and then here I am, Mr. Conf- confrontational. And I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Just hammer all the time, all the yeah. time. And so I love that you mentioned that because that's me too. I'm like, but man, you know, it has nothing to do with, and I was like wanting to, you know, this is the first time I've ever said this out loud, um, especially now for the world to hear. But, um, you know, I I was one, I I seek, I mean, as the challenger, as someone who's, you want to be out front, you want to be the influencer, you want to be the one who's helping other, but, but it's all for the, because you like it too, right? You like the attention. And it's like how that's, that's terrible because that's not success. If my home life is a wreck, if my home life is, is an array, you know, because it's all over the place because I'm challenging my wife and I don't know how to harness that. Like I can challenge somebody in a coaching situation and they get it because I'm in that role, but I'm not that role for my wife. You know, she said many years ago, she was like, I don't need you as my coach. I need you as a husband. Yeah. And that was hard for me. You know, that was really hard for me. And so that's the journey that I've been on too, is how do I continually show up for my wife the way she needs me, not the way I think I need to be, right? For yeah. Her. It's like, how does she need me to be? And what does God have for me as her husband? Yeah. And, and play in that role versus trying to to play the role that I think I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so, uh, which is a very uh, difficult and daunting task at times when you when it's completely against you know it's just it's not who I am it's not how I'm created it's not you know all these excuses that I used to tell myself you know it's just the way I am you know you got to learn to you know deal with it or whatever and it's like wow what a selfish jerk you know yeah. so um, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that uh, because but I think that's where you know as as Christian men like we believe that God changes hearts yeah. right yeah he he calls us to this standard and then also <laughs> promises to be there yeah to give us the grace and the strength and the humility whatever we need to meet that standard and he's committed to it taking a really long time like he's yeah. long suffering. He doesn't like, this is a lifelong journey for all of us, you know, but it's continually engaging in that process, being committed to to that truth. Like I need to change, Mm. you know, and some environments require you to change more or less. Yeah, Your relationship with your wife is going to require you to change a lot more (laughs) than our relationship. You don't need to be very different for me to benefit from you because of our relationship. Just like in a work environment, I might have to adapt how I, you know, communicate with certain employees because I know how they are. Some of them respond really well to how I communicate. Yeah. Some of them don't at all. And I want to be mindful yeah. of that. Yeah. But I think it's just having that awareness. And for me as a, on the Enneagram, I'm a three, I can be very aware of other people, It's but I'm not as aware of myself yeah. and, and how, what I'm feeling, how I'm coming across. Um, so I've been on this journey of trying to be more aware 
part of yeah. not just like how I'm coming across, but like who I am, yeah, yeah, who yeah. I'm being, yep. and then who who God wants me to be as well. Hundred you know? percent. And then so yeah, but especially with your family, like they're going to require you to change so much more yeah. and more than we would probably think that we need to change. Yeah, you know, we might if and, and very differently. That, yeah, yeah, and and it, and that takes. But what's what's hopeful for me is like seeing progress. Like mm-hmm. I in everything I do, I love <laughs> progress. Right, yeah, I yeah. love growth. Like when I'm running, I love yeah. seeing that I'm progressing. Whether I same. know you used to lift weights, yeah, it's the same thing. Like I'm getting stronger, I'm getting leaner, and you can experience this satisfaction in relationships. You can yeah. actually start to see yourself growing and changing, and your heart changing, and and what used to be hard now now you you know your wife better, now you know mm. your kids better. You, yeah, you, like it starts to become a little bit more natural. Just like you know when you're lifting, you have to focus on form and, and yeah, yeah. learn the movements. But after a while, like it becomes second nature. Your muscles start to adjust spiritually the same way, same man. Way, but yeah. we can, as long as we commit to this process of growth and looking at ourselves in the mirror and, and not expecting everybody else to change, but like, no, what am I supposed to change in my heart in this situation? Like you do see that growth and that's encouraging. It's encouraging to like have your, your wife or your kids tell you about the change yeah. that they're doing. And that's like, that's so motivating. And then connecting with guys like you and other, other, you know, men and women online or just in, in normal life, <laughs> other people that are committed to that, like that's, it just, it fuels it in me. It's a so game like, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I agree a hundred percent. You know, it's, it's actually last year, um, the, the work that I've been doing last year, um, in the word soul just kept stirring in my spirit last year, early in the year, actually, um, like right at the beginning of the year, the word soul, soul, soul. So I just could not get it out. It was just like, golly, Lord, what the heck? You know? And then I came across a book. If you haven't read it, it's called Soul Keeping. I read the book and I just was like, lights out. Mm. This is what people need. This is it. And it's soul care and it's taking care of your soul. Jesus said it, right? You could gain, you said it earlier, right? gain the whole world and lose your soul. I had friends who were pastors, you know, great spiritual mentors, great spiritual men of God. Um, he was a bodybuilder, took care of his body, yet he commits suicide. His soul, his soul was lost. Our soul, mind, will, and emotions, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, you can, you, you know, your thoughts, where your thoughts go, your emotions are going to follow. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to be, you know, those two ganged up on will. You could try to willpower your way through something. And if your thoughts and your emotions are all out of whack, forget about it. And, and that's what I, you know, to your point, like I was just having a conversation with someone earlier who it was their emotions that took them out of the mid-state. Yeah, sure. They had some physical elements, but they were carrying some emotional baggage Hmm. and it was the emotional baggage that took them out. And, and that's, that's the learning for me. It was me learning how to, how to put in the work to strengthen my soul, because here I am seemingly confident, seemingly strong, seemingly like, got it all together or whatever, yet I can't control my emotions with my wife, right? So I'm 
blowing up or I'm doing whatever, getting angry. And, and, and so it's like, well, crap now, as Paul would say is, is allowing Paul Wilder, um, who wrote the book true North. If you haven't caught it yet, I'm going to have him on the podcast too. He's an amazing guy, but awesome. he's, he's a great mentor of mine too. I, him and I've been connecting pretty well, but he says this, he says, you know, allow your emotions to serve you, not lead you, you know, and I was allowing them to lead me all the time. And why is that? Because that's where my thoughts were. And so, you know, to your point earlier, you know, about doing that soul work, you know, or this, you know, controlling the emotion, uh, you know, of where we are and controlling our thoughts, taking thoughts captive back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. It's like with your wife and, and healing, I truly believe a lot of healing people get stopped from healing because of where their thoughts go, you know, and where your thoughts go, your emotions will follow. And instead of focusing on the pure, the good, the just, the things of God, which are uplifting, which are encouraging, which are strengthening, right? And which have a greater effect on the body than than the negative. So um, I don't even know why I went there. I just, it was just something you said. It just kind of stirred me up about the soul. That's the work that I've been on this last year going into this year. And it's still something as a, I did a speaking engagement three, four weeks ago. And I spoke about that. And that was one of the biggest things that they took away is even in business is just how they drive, 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 drive. And yet they just feel empty at the end of the day. Right. And so, um, and maybe that's what it was when you were talking about that, you know, it's just, um, so anyway, great probably, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I can totally relate. And even though I didn't put the label soul on it, like you did, like it's, it's soul work. It is it's, soul well, it's your mind. It's your mind, your will and emotions. It's this, it's like who you are yeah. and, and almost like unknowingly, you know, like this, this, these habits that come out, these reactions that come out, whatever, like yeah. they're not, it's, it's who you are. And then that's, yeah. that's, what's been really really challenging because on one hand, it's like, this is who I am and it just happens naturally, but also this needs to change. Yeah. So like, that's a really hard, hard process to, <laughs> to burn, you know, like, yeah. and it, like, you know, cool I almost get, I almost get like mad at myself. Like, why am I responding like this? Well, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, for whatever reason, like this is how you're programmed, yes. but you have to commit to that reprogramming and be yeah. willing to like be committed to this new person that you're being called to be. Yeah. But then also know I still have this crappy person inside me mm. that I have to like war against and, 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 you know, develop these new habits. So it's like, you have to have grace with yourself. And yes. You have to have grace, with, grace with other people because mm. you're not going to get it right away. And some of these, I mean, some of these are just so hardwired into us that it takes time, you know? And I think that's for me, like, that's where I need the courage. That's where I need to have like forgiveness for myself. It's yeah. like, God forgives me. God, when he looks at me, I am 100% loved and accepted no matter what. Yeah. But when I look at myself and I see a failure or weakness i'm the like flaws, yeah. how how can i i'm i'm flawed yeah. i'm loved i'm not lovable and so that's been something i've really been God's been trying to remind me of and affirm me like, because I, I tend to find value, a lot of value and worth in what I do because I'm an achiever and I'm a, I'm a doer. Yeah. But when I see my weaknesses and my, my failures or insufficiencies, like that feels like mm. I'm not good enough. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. have worth. And God has been, you know, revealing that part of him to me during this whole time. It's like, no, you are worthy because of what Christ has done. You could never 
never, ever do enough good to earn like my love. I freely give it to you. And it's this love and commitment that he has to me in my brokenness. If I, if I can, if I can have that truth before me, then I will be willing to look at any insufficiency in my heart and in my life because I'm still loved and accepted by God. Yes. Even in the midst of all this sin and brokenness and the fact that he chose to, you know, like the Bible talks that God put on flesh and like moved into the neighborhood. He came into our brokenness Mm. and that's who he is, you know? And so that's been, I mean, the gospel of who Christ is and what he's done and what he's committed to do. Like that gives, when I, when I meditate on those, when those truths are before me, like I have the courage to look at my flaws because I know I'm still loved and that God literally sent his son to commit, Mm. to walk with me through that process. You know, when he called all those disciples, they were a mess, Yeah, you know? So, but like our eyes don't stay on Jesus. Our eyes don't stay on that truth. Our eyes look inward at our, at ourselves. And like, so, so yeah, man, there's been so much that God has been teaching me and helping me to grow in, you know, especially in my marriage, because, you know, last year we didn't have as much going on. So it was just like, let's, let's focus on our marriage, focus on being better parents. And I mean, that's still, I mean, parenthood, I don't even want to go down that path because that (laughs) brings up all of the weaknesses. Yeah. Oh, we could go all night with that one. Uh, Trust me, I I could go all night on the the mistakes of parenthood. So, So, but God's, I mean, God's just been in my, you know, the common theme of my whole life is he's faithful in, you know, deep into that race of the mid-state mile, I just kept praising God for his faithfulness. When that sun was coming up in the morning, I was just, I I remember running past Greg Armstrong and I'm like, God is faithful, brother, isn't he? He's like, yeah, he's faithful. But I'm like, (laughs) like, he's so faithful. He's so good. Yeah. Like when you focus on the faithfulness of God, that like there's like, you can't, you can't escape his presence. You can't escape his goodness, his love. Like it just fills me with hope and faith that he's with me through, through all of these things. So that's been the theme of my life. And maybe it's that gift that he's given me of faith, but like he's faithful, he's with me. Mm. And that always just brings me such strength and encouragement. And, you know, I'm sure there's people listening that, you know, maybe they believe in God, maybe they don't, maybe they, they've drifted from who God is, but just remember that he is faithful to the unfaithful. When we were unworthy, that's when he loved us. Like, so remind yourselves of these truths. Remind yourself of who God is and how good he is and see what happens. He will, he will start to change your heart. He'll start to change your motivations because any change or growth that's happened in my life has been because of him, not because I followed these, these standards, these procedures, all these steps. I mean, there's a lot of self work you can do that's totally, totally in your own strength, but I'm on the the God plan and following after him and what he's, I want to do it by his strength. You know what I mean? Because I know what I'm capable of doing on my own strength and it, it misses the mark tremendously. Yes, because they almost every but, time. <laughs> but if I if I'm doing it in his strength, I have a better shot, you yeah. know, of of meeting it more of the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, man, there's so much there. And those who, you know, were just listening, you couldn't see me. I was squirming in my pants because there's so much you were saying that I wanted to jump in and I was exercising restraint <laughs> um, and patience uh, to 
to allow you to go. But, you know, the, the takeaway essentially for me in what you were saying is really it's the story that we tell ourselves, right? And I had a conversation with someone uh, on a coaching call prior to us jumping on, and it was the same thing. It was the story that we're telling ourselves. And so I'll, I'll leave with this here. And it's like, what is the story that we're telling ourselves that we're unworthy, that we're incapable, that we just, we aren't good enough in our own ability, right? But that's the cool thing about it. That's in our soul. But the more work we do through the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit working through our life, because that is our connection to Christ. That is our connection to the God, to Father God. And so with that connection, we can hear his voice and allow him, as the word says, to lead us and guide us to all truth. And so as we allow him to lead us and guide us to all truth, whatever the story is, we can change the story. We can align our story up with his truth. We align it up with his truth. That's when things start to change. That's when our lives start to open up. That's when things really start to happen. It's not say it's going to be perfect or whatever. That still means that, yes, James 1, 2 through 4 is still going to happen, that you're still going to have trials and and, and troubles come your way, and you're still going to have to exercise endurance through that process, right? Right. Um, It still means that, yes, we're going to have to to focus on the things that are lovely, that is just, that is pure, that is praiseworthy. And so, but it's like questioning, like, what is the story I keep telling myself, you know, over and over and over. And I know like for you, you hit a dark moment in the mid-state and you came out of it probably about that time when you came through shouting at, at Greg, like God is faithful. Like that was your, that was you coming out of that dark storm that you faced in the midst of the, the, the mid-state mile. Yep. Right? It was you you coming out of that and it was you changing the story you changing the focus of where you, you know what you were telling yourself and like no this is this is the truth this is what god's truth is and so i love that um any uh final words i mean you dropped a lot there so um but i just you know want to give you a little bit you know if there's anything final just to you know, with the listeners who who might be maybe struggling with um, finding those things, you know, whether it's the podcast, whether it's finding their herd, you know, always say find your herd. You know, the strength of the buffalo comes from the strength of the herd. You know, you never see one buffalo running into a storm alone. It's the it's the entire herd that's going into it. And so you mentioned it earlier about having, you know, the brotherhood, even your spouse. Um, and I would encourage that too. But is there anything that you could encourage the listeners with? Good question. I mean, hopefully what we've been discussing has been encouraging. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, there's no there's no quick fix. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't happen by accident. You know, I didn't accidentally run an ultra marathon last couple weekends ago. I didn't accidentally do that. I intentionally did it and I got ready for it. So one of my words for this year is being intentional. Mm -hmm. That was one of my biggest words. I had three words and that was one of the biggest ones. You have to be intentional about being and staying committed to the process of growth. And if you don't have that, surround yourself with people that have it and listen to them. Mm -hmm. You know, listen to Tim, listen to Jeff Forrester, listen, there's so many other guys out there that I don't even know know about. I I totally agree. You need to surround yourself, build your, you know, herd, but you have to, once 
once you get that motivation, once you get that inspiration, you have to stay with it and you have to feed that because that is not your natural desire. All Mm. of our natural desires are for comfort and whatever it is. Our selfish nature does not want to change. It wants to protect itself and it's going to keep you out of those situations that are going to help you to grow. So you you need to be, you need to take control. You need to let your convictions dictate your actions and not depend on how you feel. Your feelings will change when you start leading the way. So be intentional about this process of growth. Everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own struggles. They're all different, but they're all very similar. And the steps to to growth are universal, I think. Um, You might, you know, maybe you're not going to connect with God out on a run like I do, but there's something you can do. You can add more and more layers to help you to be accountable, help you to keep this standard in in front of you, you know, and be committed to that. Don't, don't settle for the way things have been. If you're not happy with the way things have been, I mean, there's so many stories out there of people (laughs) overcoming so many odds, right? I mean, weight loss, addiction, you name it. Somebody has gotten out of that hole and has become a whole person. That's so, so good. just believe, yeah. just believe that your story, even though it's unique and special, God has made a way yeah. for you to come through whatever storm you're facing. And maybe it's self-inflicted, maybe, but God will use it to strengthen you and God will use it to shape who you are. And what I've learned is he, you, like, I know you agree probably. Tim, but like we go through these storms, not just to grow ourselves, but so that we can be an encouragement to others. Look what God did to me. He wants to do this for you as well. So remember whatever season you're going through right now, it might feel like the weight of the world is on you. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. And I've been there. Um, He's using this to get you through it so that you can, you can be that light. You can be that encouragement to somebody else because nothing gives me more joy than being able to help other people, you know, and that's, it's just like it comes full circle and it just it reinforces you know it reinforces why god is leading us into this in the first place yeah. you know like he made he made his son sin so that he could relate to us yeah yeah he could have come down from heaven and just dictated everything right. but he made his son feel what we feel he literally became sin he was ashamed he was broken he was naked he was humiliated mm. so he could relate to us so mm-hmm. god has its go through these hard things so that we can have a greater sense of empathy and love and compassion for those around us. So embrace the storm, face that storm and, and surround yourself with those other buffaloes yeah. that, because you don't want to get left behind, you know, <laughs> and you don't want to be that cow. Yeah. So, so I guess that's what I would, I would say. Intentionality. I love it, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you have to be intentional about it. And I think that's the thing is, you know, the thing that came to mind when you were saying that is Jesus told the disciples to go to the other side uh, of the lake, right? He said, go to the other side. And he knew he, he's up on the freaking mountaintop praying. You don't think he knew that storm was coming, right? Right. And then it's like, why are you so afraid? <laughs> right. I told you basically to go to the other side. And so 
I guess to me, that takeaway was be intentional about going to the other side. Don't get caught up on the wind. Don't get caught up on all the noise. Don't get caught up on all the other distractions that are around you. Take peace and know that you're called to go to the other side of the storm. Amen. So just be intentional about getting to the other side. Be intentional yep. about what you need to do and find the people that you needed to, to help you to, to get there. And, and I always say like, find the people when you're going through something, you say, Hey, Aaron, dude, I'm, I'm struggling, man. I'm going through something. You're like, Hey, let's go. We're going in this together. You're not going alone. We're going in it together. So Aaron, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and just, uh, your story, man. I loved hearing about your story and, uh, the lessons that we, that you've learned, the lessons that we learned from the mid state, even just some of the things that we shared. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing it with our listeners. Thanks for having me. I mean, it was a awesome experience and, you know, it was helpful for me, you know, just to process these things and think through these things. And I hope it was, you know, your listeners got, got something out of it. I'm sure they did. I'm sure there's so much there. There's so much there. So, all right, listeners. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, continue facing the storms with passion, strength, and courage. Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listened to the podcast and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come. And I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing, this with your friends, leaving a review, all that good fun stuff. So until next time, go out there, face your storms, make your difference in the world, and we'll see you next time on the Inspired Way podcast. Thank you.